Welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Combo Literature Podcast. It's your host, Liz. I'm with Tyrant Dominica, Dominus, a.k.a. Jesus. And if you're the first time listening, please subscribe. We always like some more subscribers. But if you don't have to, we don't, we're not making you. But it helps us out in the long run. <laughs> How you doing, Jesus? There you go. You're going good, good. I'm doing good. Like I mentioned a little prior before the show, we had a power outage. So it was fun. It was fun. Um, it lasted a... At least it was like nighttime, so it's one of those things where, like, I normally like watch some like YouTube or something to go to bed and stuff. Like, yeah, I'm just going straight to bed. So it kind of got me into an early <laughs> into, into early bed. But yeah, we kind of missed our <laughs> dinner. This is the this is the curse of like m- most of our appliances are now electrical. So that's one of those things like hmm, can't really. Do and you guys much. have a guess? We have a propane st- uh, stove outside, but we're like, eh, it's chilly. We're not, we were not like super hungry. And it was like, we had a decent lunch. So we were like, yeah, like, eh, like we can, we can miss it or not. But yeah, how about yourself? How's your week been? It's been okay. It's been all right. I mean, I'm s- trying to get as sleep- much sleep as I can and getting back into the groove of things and I got exciting news so this is a year to be thankful for so I am definitely um, happy about things going the way they're supposed to so perfect I can't complain there you go so ooh, were you able to catch the uh the eclipse that happened this past week no I did not I think it was too gloomy out and we didn't bother because and people said they could see it behind the clouds and like oh cool i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah it was in our area it was pretty cloudy and stuff we my sister was in charge of getting the um, the those glasses those special glasses and stuff but she forgot and she was rushing in the morning because it was going to be my nephew's first eclipse um, so she was running around seeing if any store had any and no one had any. Yeah. Like you're, you're running yeah, last minute. Yeah. So we ended up using, uh, we ended up using, um, uh, my father's welding masks and they worked out. Yeah, it works. It worked. It worked. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was fun. Uh, but it was something interesting actually came out of that a little bit. This is kind of a topic I want to bring up before we kind of jump into the stories actually. And it's in, in the oh, spirit okay. of, it's in the spirit of spooks as well. So we're going to be talking a little bit about superstitions and, st- and the like. So what comes to mind when it comes to superstitions in your head? Uh, throwing a uh, spilt salt, salt over your left shoulder. <laughs> don't walk under ladders. Yeah. Some of the um, old, old, old stuff. Not a lot of people don't talk about. Don't open like- an umbrella in the house. Yeah. Things like <laughs> that. That kind of thing. Um, but yeah, apparently... So, um, as of recent, uh, I think we've talked about it. Uh, actually, no, it's in a bonus episode, but we can bring it up now. Oh, oh. Um, actually, anyway, so one of our friends that we know, um, is currently 
um, pregnant. And so uh, their mother was telling them not to be out in the sunlight during the eclipse. Because it's harmful for the baby. Did you know this superstition? I've heard that one before. I think I've heard that one. You don't want to do that because it caused like it can cause like craziness to the baby and or you can lose the baby. I've heard that kind of shenanigans. It's, a, I'm it's, like, a, it's supposed to be like the the weird like harmful radiations emitted from like the total eclipse. It's supposed to be Yeah, that was it was it's been a while. I think I've heard it, but it was more recent since this eclipse that it was happening. That they told me like you're supposed to uh, uh um a mother in waiting is supposed to be wearing all red, have supposed to tie a ribbon around her belly to protect the child. I'm like, hmm, that's news to me, but okay. <laughs> so they they sent a photo of them just wrapped in red and everything just to be safe and be away from the sun. But it was like one of those things where it just wrapped up like superstitions has been something it's been it's been something in, in human society. Yeah, it's been a, a predominant thing, especially since before, you know, we had written word. It was everything word with mouth, you know, everything is just what's going on in the world at that point in time. Uh, yeah, it, I've heard of these superstitions. I've heard some weird ones over the years, but, you know, I'm like, ah. So okay. we're gonna we're gonna go over. I mean, granted that Friday the Thirteenth was last week, so yeah, on top of that, yeah, on top of that. But let's go. Let's go over a couple that I found online. It's on that link that you could not see before, but now you can open it up if you want. It's eighteen of the superstitions from around the world, and let's start off with number one, which is your classic knocking on wood. Everyone has done this. Everyone. Oh, I've it. done that so many times. I still do it to this day, even though I know it's not really gonna <laughs> do anything. Yeah. So the so what it does here is the actual origins and even the meaning of the phrase are as varied as the cultures which use it, with some suggesting roots in Indo-European uh, or Celtic beliefs that spirits, good and bad, reside in trees, who could be either called upon for protection or chased away by knocking on their home. And others, particularly Christians, liking the practice to magical powers of the wooden crucifix, which likely among the different theories historians have attributed through superstitions to the 19th century British children's game calling Piggy Touchwood. What the fuck is that? In which young <laughs> young players claim the immunity from being tagged by touching the nearest piece of woods. Oh, okay. Ah, touch wood. Okay, That's okay, cool. yeah. We would used to have a base. Like, that was our base, you know, touch like wood. trees. Or, because you like were that. in a park most of the time. Or... Oh, we even learned another origin for that word. Okay, touch wood. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, let's go with number two now, which is throwing salt over your shoulder. There's another one. I talked about this. <laughs> oh, go ahead and read that one. Uh, perhaps the next most common superstition, at least in the West, involves tossing salt over one's shoulder, like knocking on wood. The superstition also involves the idea of warding off evil. In this case, the devil himself, in Leonardo da Vinci's The Last Supper, Jesus' betrayal, uh, Judas Iscariot is portrayed as having accidentally spoke salt. Since Judas was associated with something bad, the argument goes that uh, Ispo factor, so was salt and throwing it over your shoulder would blind the devil waiting there oh just okay so it's warning off evil okay okay that's a class another classic another classic 
What's next on our list? Since here? the other versions of the superstition, old scratch was thought to reside just over your left shoulder, ready to tempt you. The salt was thrown to the left. Oh, oh yeah. So you have to throw. Oh, game. So you have to throw it to your left. You have to throw it over your left shoulder because, you know, the devil rides on your left shoulder. <laughs> okay. So the next one is walking under a ladder. Another classic one you said. The superstition of not wanting to walk under ladders also has its roots in Christian symbolism, the Holy Trinity of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, led to an associates of the number three, which uh sometimes sacred. The triangle is a three-sided and can be regarded as sacred as well as the ladder course formed a triangle. So naturally, to walk under that ladder would be to destroy the sanctity of a tri trinity and thus incur punishment. That's 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 so wild. That's that's where it comes. <laughs> The ladder and oh, the ladder. Oh, go ahead. The the ladder re resembles to gallows. Uh, also, didn't ma doesn't matter. Nor did the fact of the obvious danger of something falling from it. Finally, the Egyptians apparently thought that one might accidentally spot a god going up or down the ladder, so avoiding it must have made building those pyramids difficult. Damn, that's funny. <laughs> it is kind of funny. All right, broken mirror. Another classic. <laughs> I know. Uh, the belief that a broken mirror brings bad luck mostly, most likely has its origins in the simple fact that reflections of ourselves are uncanny and often unnerving, particularly on a bad hair day, quote unquote. So humans have long had bad associations with them. Take, for example, the Greek myth of Narcissus. Narcissus? Narcissist, or the yeah. idea that a crack mirror would somehow break its charm or trap one's soul. It was the ancient Romans, however, who contributed the notion that a broken mirror would bring seven years of bad luck, since it was believed that only poor health could cause a mirror to crack, and the number seven was seen by the Romans as the number of years required to complete a full life cycle of sickness and renewal. That's funny, because I, I just talked about this, too. As a result of broken mirrors meant you were headed towards death spiral that would make it seven years to pull yourself out of it. But then those same Romans felt you could prevent that horrible outcome by gathering the broken pieces of the mirror and burying them by the new light so you uh, we could trust them all the bad luck stuff. <laughs> okay. That's interesting. Okay. okay. I think more likely it's it's currently used just so you don't, don't children don't bake stuff. Probably. <laughs> so another another classic. I like that we're getting a lot of these that we're talking about uh, are more than like the norm, but a lot of the people don't talk about them as much anymore. Like this one. Oh, no, no. Step on a crack, break your mother's back. Another classic. <laughs> another superstition involving something cracked or broken being associated with bad luck is the superstition of stepping on a crack as foretelling or even causing harm to a family member. As the uh, the mirrors cracks in the earth, in the earth on the sidewalk or almost anywhere has long been seen as portals to the realm of the supernatural for both both good and, and ill. To step on a crack might be to invite or release unwelcome spirits into the world, ready to do them harm. Okay, lucky pennies. I don't know if you've heard that one before. I, yeah. I still actually use that one to this day. Uh, the idea of finding a penny would bring good luck or uh, also originates in folk beliefs in the case based on the idea that metal regarded by many ancient cultures as quite valuable was sent by the gods to protect those 
um, whom they favored. Pennies being made from metal, find them and you have good fortune. But be careful. Some say that luck could break either way and that if you find a penny tails up, you should turn it over and leave it for the next person or you'll actually have bad luck. I actually don't believe that part of that one, but I, yeah, I still do that to this day. Liz, you gotta you believe look, everything. You, know, you gotta believe the whole thing, or you no, just, you're, you're you only know, said we. You're only we believing. only do the pick up a penny, have good luck all day. That was always something in our household, and um, I don't, and that's also I'm gonna feed on a little bit, just a little bit. If you find like a dime or a nickel, um, it's actually that saying like you're one of your family members just stopped by and said hi. Hmm, interesting. Um, or a quarter or something like that, depending to, on where it is. I'm just but. trying to scroll through. I don't because I don't want us to just go through all superstitions unless that's what you want to do for this episode. No, no, it's fine. Um, I'm just kind of scrolling through some of these just to see. But yeah, for the most part, the idea. <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth, right there. <laughs> yeah, the, I, for the most part, there's a ton. We can probably do just a bonus episode going through superstitions and stuff like that, and maybe going through superstitions around the world that are not called colloquially like just known to americans which which could be fun Mm -hmm. let us know down in the comments is that something you want us to do because i did find an article that has 55 superstitions on it uh yeah there's a lot there are a lot of superstitions out in the world um so yeah if you want us to kind of go through some of them because yeah there is a lot there's some that are known some that are not like i don't know if a lot of people knew about the eclipse superstition um like Logistically, like all superstitions, for the most part, I understand uh, have some semblance, but it's more just for a warning and sometimes for some some semblance of good luck and stuff like that. But it doesn't hurt to kind of just dive in and have that sense to kind of ward off just like the bad and good and have some level of explanation because sometimes you just don't want it to just be in itself. Um, any thoughts mm-hmm. on this, Liz, before we head into this? Nope, so. I love some of these other ones they had. I mean, they were very common. I've heard them. So, yeah, and I, it's not that some. I mean, I, I guess because I grew up with older parents that it's like, it's still in my head. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that one. And I've heard of these other ones. And <laughs> yeah, one of them I haven't heard before, but I was like, oh, that's cool. Let us know, guys, yeah. in the comments if you want us to d- deep dive into some superstitions. If not, me and Liz will decide if we want to do it either way. Because it's our show. We can do what we want. exactly all right since it is our show but you guys do listen and we do appreciate it you know you can always like help support the show by buying merch at merch.tyrantdominus.com link down below it helps support the show the cost the little things we do um we're willing to pay the price but you know it doesn't hurt if you guys can help us out and you get something in return they're fun shirts and they're they are enjoyable they're good quality. I wear them all the time. I'm currently wearing my reaction pass one. It's very, that's very cozy. I like it. It's, it's decent quality. Um, and for the most part, we're getting ready for the next line of stuff. So, uh, look forward to that. Um, but yeah, that's uh, something if you want to support us, but if you don't want to support financially, but you can always support us, uh, by sharing the podcast, sharing the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok. Uh, Facebook, you know, all of these things, uh, it helps us out, let people know, because the uh, that's one of the best ways to let people, uh, like, get the show out there for other people to listen or watch. But, you know, the another the easiest way is just tell a friend, tell a family member, word of mouth is key. Letting people know about the show is what really pushes the show out there, lets people know some of the weird things that are happening in the world, some of the strange things that are, like, happening at the moment. And you just never know. Like my, my, you get these episodes where you just learned about <laughs> uh, eclipse pregnancy 
uh, superstitions that I did. I forgot about and it's been a while, but it is what it is, right? Uh, all right, let's jump in. Liz has one. She just wants to dive in. It just seems so funny. It's just hilarious. De Deputy says he found man having sex with stuffed animal in walking vehicle. <laughs> Baxter County, Arkansas. A 55-year-old Arkansas man faces drug and sexual indecency charges after the deputy says he spotted him having sex with a stuffed animal. Okay. <laughs> a judge you found probable cause to charge 50-year-old Theodore T. Morgavin III with possession of controlled substance, methamphetamine, furnishing possession or using prohibited articles, possession of drug paraphernalia, and public sexual indecency. Morgavin uh, appeared in court Monday where he pleaded not guilty to the charges. According to court documents, Baxter County Sheriff saw the vehicle at 12.45 a.m. last Sunday at the Midway store in Lock, a self-storage facility. He stated that he observed the vehicle was walking. <laughs> the affidavit stated. <laughs> what do they say? If it's a rocking, don't come a-knocking. <laughs> the deputy reported he's looked inside the vehicle and saw Morgavin having sex with a stuffed animal. Or stuffed animal. <laughs> or the life. Emotional yeah. damage. Uh, I'm not going to go much further than that, but basically he had all this paraphernalia and how much yeah. he had on from ads. And he's on bond for at $5,000. So he's, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's due back up. Anyways, yeah. Overall, it is um, ah, God, some of these stories. Um, at least it's not one of those. It's like, what? How could it be? Mm, that's weird. <laughs> hey, man, the thing, the thing people do when they're intoxicated or under the influence, definitely. Yeah. He was definitely it gets, under the influence. It gets Whether wild. it be meth or marijuana or both or everything. <laughs> all, 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 all under the sun. Um, yeah, it, it's wild what some people get to. The thing is, like, whatever you do in the privacy of your own home, that's like, that's to your, you know, that's to you, you and whatever God or non-God you believe in. But, uh, you know, public, public, the, the the thing is in the public. That's what gets to me. You know, I understand some people are like, like exhibitionists and things like that. But still, you got to there's a level where there is a common decency to the public, you know, like there, there's that level. There's the level there's a fine line between a like a person who is a respect I'm gonna say quote respect respectful respectful exhibitionist to a flasher. There's like a fine line between there. Yes. Like one is definitely borderlining uh like just indecency to the other is like being a definite sexual uh criminal. Um, mm -hmm. like I said, not to shame people's kings, but it's just like, you gotta just like, you do you, but don't involve other people. That's the thing. Like the second you start getting yeah. involved, you start involving other people who are not public, especially. <laughs> when, yeah. It's when, it's when things are like, when like people are getting it on in, in, in the woods or in the public, like, like the people don't want to see that. Like do not involve others. They're, they're not consenting to that. That's the <laughs> issue here. Like if that's <laughs> there's that's, no consent here. <laughs> there's no consent there. I don't think that animal, that stuffed animal, consented either. 
So yeah, that's a uh, um yeah, that's one of those things like um we'll we'll see what they they do. So what is he getting charged with? Uh substance uh sexual indecency possession. The whole nine yards. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that's fine. That's fine. It's I I think I uh, yeah. Good thing he was like nowhere near a like a school facility or anything. That's true. But all right. Yep. So let's jump into a little bit more spookiness. Actually, wait. more spookiness. Ooh, what are we doing? I know I posted this Actually, one. Actually, <laughs> we'll do that one after. I want to continue on with okay. this, this uh, the pri- depravity. So we're going to be talking about a mom accused of throwing teen sex parties, alleged search online for good books of young sex. So uh, that I think we've heard something similar to this before. Yeah, I think this is the same moment. I'm not quite sure. I have I was trying to look at this. I was like, we've talked we about a lot one? of people. So I, I know. <laughs> I know, right? Bruh. Uh, so a California woman who was police alleged uh, hosted alcohol fuel sex. It sounds really familiar. Yeah, uh, maybe it's a continuation. How long was this article? Just maybe. recent. Yeah. So let's continue. Let's see. And if it is a continuation, we can get a maybe an update. So a California woman who was police alleged hosted alcohol fuel sex parties for her son and his friends is accused of searching online for good books with young sex. Good books with young. Oh, so that's what she typed in Google. Okay. Hot 16-year-old teenage girls. Oh, so these are the things. And other contents that sexualize teens court documents. Oh, my God. That's literally child pornography she was looking for. <laughs> yeah, uh, literally. Sh- uh, sh- Shana, Shona? What is it? Cheyenne? Shannon O'Connor. Or Shannon O'Connor, 49, at Los Gatos, was arrested in October. Los Gatos? Los Gatos. Uh, was arrested. Yeah, I think it's familiar. I think it's literally one year. Maybe if we go back one year from now. We can... Maybe we did this dude our article, guys. I, we don't. We do so many crazy things that we forget. Well, it's also they get updated. Courts take forever because this is a new. I know, right? This is a new accu- This is more adding to the court because she was like, you once you go into once they do a, I forget what it's called, but they go searching into all your like stuff. Like into your, this is where people would like quote delete their search history and stuff like that. This lady did not. Um, <laughs> so let's hear. Um, was uh, providing alcohol to minors for alleging hosting the parties with authorities claim she attempted to keep secret according to criminal complaints filed. So she was trying to be the cool mom. I think that's what we talked about last time. Or if something mm-hmm. similar, Connor uh, O'Connor allegedly encouraged sex acts among the teens, which ranged in age of thirteen and six year olds damn sometimes watched as well whoa that is wild damn and look at that shit uh the parties took place between 2020 and 2021 wait during the pandemic fuck that's that's been pandemic um, yeah she has pleaded not guilty on the charges sure <laughs> i like when that happens <laughs> Prosecutors, <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, Santa Clara County District Attorney's Office filed uh, motions with the new information about the case. Yeah, so it is new. It might be this might be the same one. Documents state that her phone also had multiple videos <sighs> that appear to have been downloaded from TikTok and also social media applications. The videos show young girls who appear to be underage. Um, let's see there. During April's hearing. 
the alleged teen victims and their parents claim that the court that O'Connor's alleged lured them to her home for wild parties through social media and her two teenage son. Okay. Uh, O'Connor alleged allowing her teenage party guests to drink and have sex for, for her own sexual gratification. Ooh, damn, this lady was wild, man. Mm -hmm. uh, O'Connor brought vodka and fireball whiskey, provided condoms, and dis dis discouraged the teens from telling their parents about the parties and or calling for help when one of them passed out in their own vomit. Oh, shit. That last statement. And I think that sounds familiar now. It's starting to sound very, very familiar, yeah. guys. <laughs> Uh, when O'Connor moved, she continued these parties in Ohio, Idaho, Idaho, which the mother told the judge in April that she's a very sick individual and a sex. Wait, he's a the judge that she's a very sick individual and a sexual predator. She taught our daughter how to drink like a rock star. She was only fourteen and had never had alcohol and never had a boyfriend. It's disgusting. Oh yeah, that's one of the mothers. At this point, mm -hmm. uh, the, on multiple occasions, O'Connor alleged urging intoxicated minors into sexual situations, which even watching and laughing as a drunk teen sexually berated a young girl in bed during the New Year's Eve party. Battered a young. Yeah. And another case, O'Connor alleged brought an intoxicated male teen into the bedroom when a drunk 14-year-old girl was lying in bed. After her alleged assault, authority said the girl asked O'Connor, why did you leave me in there with him? Like, why did you do that? Like, you knew, like, what was going to, what he was going to do to me. Um, yeah. Okay. O'Connor, yeah. Wait, O'Connor alleged through parties without knowledge of the now estranged husband who has since filed for divorce. Okay. I was like wondering where the husband is or the boyfriend, whoever, yeah. the father of the... But, damn, yeah. It, this seems like it's a continuation to what will happen... For the most part, yeah, it's um, uh, it seems it's the case is still going, and that's disappointing. Definitely, this person needs to be. You would thought by now that it would be over and done with. Apparently, the court system is taking a little longer than anticipated. Yeah, that's our that's America for you sometimes. Mm-hmm. For what good and bad it can do, you know. Uh, but yeah, she need definitely needs to be removed from the public. Um, the, 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 here's the, sad, yeah. the sadder thing is it's now not only did she she just ruin another generation of individual uh, trauma trauma um, emotional uh, she ruined damage. basically the kind of the, the mindset of her sons basically mm -hmm. and um, they will definitely have to unlearn that crap because, yeah and most, I don't know, it's kind of hard in this generation with the kind of the sphere that's happening at the moment. Um, that's a sadder thing. Uh, it is a rough time to be um, young at this time. And mostly when with a parent like this. Um, I think we I think we talked about it before, like like how our parents would just like give us sips of just like a beer or wine and stuff like that. But not like 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 encourage anything. Um, but it's like not nothing to this extent. Like this is where it gets oof, wild. Um, uh, what are your thoughts? Maybe continuing your thoughts from before and seeing how how things are going now. What are do you have any other? I I think it's 
still disgusting and so gross so many levels. Um, I, I just so feel bad for all those girls who are taken advantage of and the fact that this woman led, uh, led on to, I guess, her wild fantasies of her sexual fantasies of underage kids and I I think it's just gross and I hope she gets put away for a while and not released into society. Nowhere near her children. She can't be a thousand miles of a child. Anything. <laughs> that anything. is so gross. Yeah. So here's hoping she gets put away sooner than later. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So what what article do you want to jump into? There's the mysterious killing or just the mysterious house guest? Uh, what would you do for her? I'm up for anything. I'm up for anything. It's your turn to read. All right. Let's just do the mysterious house guest. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and read about the New Mexico woman. New Mexico woman says animals and sun see ghosts in their 100-year-old home. We've, you know, it's just kind of bound to happen. You got a house that's over a hundred years old. There's something that's going to be attached, but hmm. uh, several uh, unusual incidents led to Renee Valdez to do some digging. Using social media, she contacted the previous owner of the house, and they said they also dealt with what they were saying. They're living in the home. Renee Valdez from New Mexico has a beautiful new home, and it's on two acres of land and several bedrooms, and was priced well. The only issue with the property, it might have ghosts. You know what? The uh, 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 take the ghosts. At this point, with this economy, take the ghosts. I know, right? <laughs> She's got two acres of land, plenty of bedrooms. Like, I don't know. Like, it has ghosts. Like, uh, it, I'm, I'm not going to take it. I'm taking it. I'm like, fuck <laughs> that. Like, how much was it? <laughs> I, have to, I have to legally tell you there's ghosts on here. Uh, I'm fine with that. For that price tag. <laughs> Yeah, I'm down. Exactly, right? Uh, the charming 100-year-old home is filled with unusual noises when A tells inside edition of digital. The old doorbell's not connected, but every night at the same time, the doorbell sit- starts to ding pretty violently. She says it's, it starts slow, and then as it progresses. Uh, and then that's when it started thinking something was up. She start- shares that she put cameras down in the basement, and she sometimes hears what sounds like chairs dragging back and forth. Her animals also appear to see unexplained stuff daily and react accordingly. The gray cat that we uh, have, her name is Ruth, uh, when it explains Ruth sees some things in the bedrooms constantly. They interrupt her, it follows her, it moves around. She always seen it, and then that freaks me out. Of course, yeah. Animals, you know, watching things that are not there, you're like, oh, oh boy. Yeah, it's, it gets weird. It can get weird when they start staring at something. Like, mm, what are you staring at? And you're looking there like, and they just keep staring. It gets weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't like her reactions because her ears go back. She's definitely following something that's there. The unwanted visitors love to mess with the electronics in the home. And they note, we call in the incident with their Alexa device. Ooh, we've talked about some of the stuff interference. One of them went off and started ringing, which I didn't even know if they could do with the call. With a call, and I said, "There's a call coming from inside the house, like it's a horror movie from inside." They're calling. There's a call calling, coming, and it's ringing, and it's like, "Do you want to answer it?" 
We answered it and it just sounded like whirling on the speaker. We panic and we're saying, Alexa, stop. Alexa. And it won't stop. And so I just go and unplug the device. Renee says, <laughs> although everyone has heard things, the son says he actually seen a ghost. He says he's uh, seen a man in his room wearing a fedora hat. And there have been occasions where he said he saw the man peeking in from the bathroom. And then although the encounter made him uncomfortable, he was never scared. Mm, that is creepy. Oh, wow. That is creepy. That's literally yeah. a horror movie ready to happen right there. <laughs> she reached out on her Facebook and she's like, oh, I've been expecting you. Horror movie. <laughs> horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. The old owner also shared the lights would flicker and flash every time she put her newborn in a specific room. The owner even shared the video with the Renee as proof. The occurrences are creepy, but Renee is a good sport, and she says it's okay sharing her space with the former occupant as long as they're playing nice. I feel like in its, it, I'm in its place, space more than it's in mine, in a way. She said, whatever it is, it's here before us. They're not bothering me. I'm going to let it go. I kind of love him in his own way. He's the icing on the cake of this 1920s house that I bought. <laughs> there you go. At least, you know, they're, they're taking it. They're taking it on the... It's a it's a, a more ca- quote casual haunting. It's not like it's affecting their lives that much. It can get annoying, but it's not like ruining their lives like it, in horror films do. Yeah, um, like <laughs> it's calling inside the house. And it's one of those things like we were jo- <laughs> like we were joking uh, earlier. Like for for what the housing market is at the moment, you know, you can't you couldn't if it was getting like you. And the interest rates, oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we could we uh, I, I know it's a meme now we have talking about the housing market. There's like a, a story about the housing market we could have talked about this week, but I'm like I think people have had enough. Um maybe we'll talk about it <laughs> in next episode. But yeah. It is um it's it's funny. It's one of those things where we've talked about our 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 potential experiences with or with our potential ghosts and stuff like that. It's it's interesting to see and read about these things, but you know, some people do struggle with it sometimes when it's just unexpected, like we did earlier. All these weird superstition things, you just never know. Uh, and then more modern ones, like the Alexa acting up, the doorbell acting up. These are more modern ones. It's not so, even connected. <laughs> so that can get like, hmm, that is weird. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad it. I'm I'm glad they're taking it a little bit more on the on the fun side of the things. Oh, you're a note. You know, you you gotta you gotta take it light these days. Like you know, it is the the spirit of spooks. So you know you you're t- they're taking it light. They're and hopefully it doesn't. It, whatever it is, I hope it doesn't become more uh treacherous and things like that. Because you never know if it's true, it can get very haunting and. Uh, crazy hopefully it's just attached to the house it sounds like it's just attached to the house and not attached to anything else because that would suck if it's attaches to you and then you move and then it's with you for life <laughs> mm, don't wait <laughs> so all right let's continue on then let's talk about the the cyclist couple that were killed by a piece of wood in the apparent freak accident Ooh, this is a this is a wild one, actually. Yeah, I found this one. I thought you guys might like this one. Yeah. So, an Oregon couple died in a disturbing accident Tuesday when they were hit by a piece of lumber being transported for a flatbed truck. Authority said 
this is one of my worries when driving. Like you see those big, because Oregon has a lot of logging. You just see those things. I'm like, <laughs> when you're behind those things, I'm Final like, destination, y'all. <laughs> like, There's so many memes on this where like, you you know, these people have watched Final Destination when you see this logger on the side and all the cars on the one side. Yeah. So a, 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 in Apple County uh, Corner on Wednesday, identify uh, Christian and his wife, Michelle, of Portland as two cyclists killed in California. Well, this is a California one. Uh, um, primarily investigation found that they were riding north along the Silverado trail when a load of lumber on the passing trunk shifted and struck them. Uh, exactly what I thought. Uh, let's see here. California highway patrol officer, Vince. I can't pronounce the name. Pop. Popoli. Pambolino. Papiano? Officer oh. Vince is his name. He added that okay, the truck driver Vince it is. The, 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 at the, uh, he added that the truck driver remained at the scene and cooperated with investigators. Friends told KTVU that the couple was passionate cyclists and described them as thoughtful, loving, and hardworking. One person said that their friends were comfortable that they were together. Comforted that they were together. That is kind of hard. Uh, that's it for that article. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Um. Uh, that kind of it's a like I said earlier it's one of those things when it can be riding on a cycle or just being out and these big like it can't even it's not something that just would it can be like those big uh, trailers carrying those houses or equipment it can get very spooky you just never know because you hope that the individuals who strapped that thing on did a good enough job um whatever like people buying like uh, going to like hardware stores and things like that and buying stuff like that because it could just come flying off and it they and going at a high speed sometimes can fly and do damage to a vehicle and sometimes just it, hurt, it can hurt the individual um it i it's sad to say but it does feel that it, for these two it was it is comforting that they were together because it's kind of hard if you lose just one than the other. Um, that's just my sentiment. I don't know what your thoughts on that. It just sucks that they're both gone. It yes, it's sad. Um, um, I feel sorry for the family that you know lost two beautiful souls, and and yeah, it's it's kind of it's peaceful. They didn't have to lose one one or the other, or you know. <clears throat> but to lose both of them, it's uh, it's kind of probably a, a more of a joyous occasion because they're together. They did something they loved together, so it it it's sad. Um, but I don't know. It's a what do you? I mean, it's like as we you get older in age, right? We're like, oh, you know, who's gonna go first? You know, we never know, right? Yeah. So, so yeah, special wishes to the family. It kind of it's scary. It's definitely scary when driving out there, um, just behind or next to these things. You just you just never know. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that? No, nah. no. Liz is fearless. She says she'll like she'll be. She'll... Uh, you know, every day you walk out of this house. I mean, even granted in this. Your own place of home can be your danger zone. Come on. Hey, you can have a gun. Your electricity went out. What happens is you were like turning on or about to plug something in and it, the electricity turned on. Room. <laughs> you my, just never my... know these days. I mean, like, it doesn't matter. You know, 
every day we wake up, you know, we got to be thankful where we're breathing, right? Um, you know, I, I mean, you can die in your bed. It's simple as that, too. I mean, you just True. never know. So you, I, like, I think we mentioned earlier, I think one of the best, at least the best way to go out is um, in your sleep, painless and everything. Sadly, this wasn't painless, whatever they went through, but they were together. Yeah. Let's hope. Yeah. Let's, we're, let's um, pretend. Let's pretend. I'm it, hoping it was quick. I was hoping it was quick. Let's, let's, I'm, okay, you know what? I don't quick. know if it we're, was, but. To our, to our knowledge, it was quick. Quick and fast. Yes. We're, we're saying that. <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to be jumping into a the video portion, actually, mm-hmm. with a couple of articles. And we have a reaction someone sent us. They want us to react to it live. I haven't seen the video yet. So. Ooh. So here we go. Just give yes, us. You did mention that, so we're going to be doing a live thing. So we're reacting as natural as it is because this is our first time. Okay. So give <laughs> us one second. Yo, we all know how criminally poor the conditions of many jails and prisons are, but in some cases like that of 45-year-old Maurice Monk, it's just horrendous. Right, so he was arrested after he missed a court appearance for a misdemeanor case back in late 2021, with him then being sent to Santa Rita Jail in Dublin, California. And since he couldn't afford to post his $2,500 bail, he languished there for a month, with his family then later getting the news that their father had actually died in jail, and so they were absolutely shocked. So they start seeking answers as to what happened, and ultimately they filed a wrongful death lawsuit last year, with it claiming... Yeah, so... I might have overheard this briefly, but I didn't realize. Let's continue. The jail staff failed to properly administer Monk's prescription medications for diabetes, schizophrenia, and high blood pressure, leading to his slow, torturous death. And then this month, they actually amended their complaint after watching over 150 body cam videos from inside the jail, with them alleging that staff actually noticed his deteriorating health, but still did nothing to help him. Wow. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, we actually we, remember seeing that little part of it three days down in the cell, face it, down. Yeah, it's one of those things where we, we talked about how the jailing system in in most most cities, like almost every city, just sounds like it just no one's doing their job apparently. And then in the most explosive claim yet, they say their father was left face down in his cell's bed for three full days before he was pronounced dead. Right? According to them, he was like that for so long, the red dye from his t-shirt stained his mattress. That, that's crazy. Like, they, they had a dead man for three days. They didn't bother checking on him or anything? Like, hey, it's been a few minutes you know it's been a couple hours he hasn't moved from that position like he hasn't even touched his food like, that we hello. left yeah like he hasn't eaten anything you know you would think after like a day and an autopsy even found bed sores that he got from not moving for so long and his food trays and medication there, cups accumulated exactly. untouched on the floor of his cell where staff had left them monk supposedly didn't respond to deputies calling his name but according to the suit one deputy could be heard saying he wasn't worried because quote i see him breathing <laughs> I see him breathing. I see him breathing. Yeah, our eyes can trick us all the freaking time. <laughs> You're That's- just telling yourself a lie, asshole. <laughs> so now his family is demanding reforms, and three months after Mung's death, a judge put the jail under federal supervision for at least six years. And this because not only is mental health care notoriously bad, but over 60 people have died at the facility since 2014. Ooh, wow. Wait, how many? 60 people? Man, this, no one's doing... In, in- Eight, what, nine years now? Nine years. 
Jesus, the man. Uh, facility it. has rife with health and safety violations for more than 60 people have died since 2014. Nine years, so 60. So what's that uh, a, every year? Like seven and a half people, maybe, <sighs> give or take. That shouldn't, there should be zero at that point. Like, they're just supposed to be holding people. Including at least five this they're year alone. And that, and as we all expect. Yeah, so what, what are your thoughts there? Jesus, Mary and Joseph, like I no, what six and a half people? Okay, um, I I, I can't believe it. Like that's ridiculous. We shouldn't. Uh, since twenty fourteen, losing people, almost six plus people a year. Oh my word! I, I am just flabbergasted. flabbergasted. Like, yeah, <laughs> I I am. I'm just. Mortified about this is our system and why? Fuck me, right? You know, I okay. So coming from my experience being in the ED, I was always calling people. You know, from jail. You know, if they came from a jail cell or came from a holding facility before they got transferred to an actual prison, they were always monitoring that stuff here. And maybe it's different here in the Northwest. Um, I don't know, but this, we, <laughs> why are people taking care of our people? I mean, I get, so they might've, the fact that he was a, a minor criminal, not even, he missed a freaking court date. Yeah, and they just held him for that. So minute, so different. Like he wasn't like he was a stupid bad guy. He just missed a date, and he was well regulated with his own medications at that up to that point. Until then, when he was literally weaned off his freaking medications when he shouldn't have been, because that is uh, the downhill falls. You know, with a lot of mental health, a lot of uh, those mental. Uh, incapacities are because, you know, once they get off their meds or anything, they, you know, it's hard to get them back on. It's, it just, why would you do that? You know, automatically, he should have had it on his body or his person when they took him into the jail. Like, they should have automatically started going, oh, that's probably important, or we should know these health conditions. Yes, I understand you're a prison and you're just a quick holding cell before you got transferred to an actual prison, but like, Dude, what the hell? Yeah, they come on, Liz. They're they're busy. They have other things to worry about. They're bu- their job's pretty busy. Got to they got to got to take it from their perspective. Oh, I got a fingerprint. I got to take a fingerprint, and I have to make sure they get their food. Oh man, that's so hard. Yeah, it's disappointing. They're supposed to have an hour a day of fresh air, and <laughs> yeah, this guy didn't even get an hour of fresh air. Probably this damn holding cell, fuckers assholes definitely it it is disappointing and it's it's more infuriating once we hear the stats of this specific facility in particular like like i said earlier like it should be at zero at best single digits at i mean you can't prevent you can't you know prevent strokes and heart attacks but but i said what i mean we talk about but i mean we can't there's nothing what do you do i mean like you can't prevent anything like that, but that stuff that should have been easily uh avoidable. Easily avoidable. But sadly it it happened. I was hoping the family is able to find some level of justice and it sounds like they it, it seems like they things have taken a matter to its hand, but we're just gonna have to wait and see how that turns out. 
uh, because this is probably this is not the last time we're going to be hearing about facilities like this, sadly. Uh, so mm -mm. for the most part, you don't miss your court dates, guys. You just don't miss your court dates at this point. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to get fucked over like this guy. Exactly. All right, then let's continue on with the next story. This is more on Liz's side, actually. Oh, okay. And you know, I get eating MREs if you're a soldier fighting in Iraq or Afghanistan, but should we really be serving them to school children? That is the question being debated once again in the only country broken enough to ask it, the United States. And this because Kraft Heinz finally smuggled its ultra-processed ready-to-eat Lunchables into K-12 schools across the country this fall. With a Yay, now you can have Lunchables for lunch at Liz at school. That's kind of what I always wanted when I was a kid. I mean, we had them occasionally as kids because it was depending on what sales, but we actually never ate. I don't think I really did the uh, more of the meat, lunch meat and the cheese because it always, the meat always tastes funky to me and the crackers. Uh, I mean, I ate the crackers and cheese probably most of the time, but um, no, I, I actually preferred like the nachos or the pizza one. <laughs> that was a fancier version. <laughs> well, now they're going to be able to eat uh, Lunchables, uh, both the 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 meat, the, the meat, cheese, and cracker ones, and the pizza ones as official lunch menu items. Somebody is saying that it spent nearly two years modifying the ingredients in its turkey and cheddar cracker stacker, and it's... They, they spent two years researching this, Liz. So come on, they, they, it's... Make it more plastic? Extra what? cheesy pizza <laughs> to meet USDA food and nutrition service standards. Doing this by lowering the amount of saturated fat, increasing the protein, and adding whole grains to its crackers. But then, when some nutrition experts actually saw the new products, they were like, hey, this is this is almost identical to the junky store-bought version. And shocker, turns out they're still pretty junky. Right, Kraft Heinz met protein requirements by increasing the amount of turkey and cheese in the cracker stackers, but that also raised the sodium content as well. So now, the school version actually contains roughly 25% more sodium than the store version, according to the company's own nutritional data. Moreover, the school version technically has one gram less saturated fat, but the percentage of overall calories made up by fat is nearly double the USDA daily limit for a school lunch. <laughs> oh my god, I'm I'm kind of glad my daughter is a very, 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 very picky eater, but nonetheless, no, <laughs> that's messed up. We're just potentially creating a heart attack society here. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of that again the old people want to take out, out the young people mm -hmm. that's kind that's of smart, the, yeah that's kind of basically what's kind of happening right now is the um, it's we're we're at this point where now we're we're at this point where like you're you're hurting the youth basically like in, in trying to like for the most part not not a lot of people can afford to eat at home right now i think we're we're one of the like um what is it uh like i think we're one of the percentages of the most like uh starved children countries in the world as far as like in the in the first world country status like you could be a first world country but still have starving kids and for the most part sometimes school lunches are one of the few places they get to have a like lunch but now the lunches that they're getting from the, are these i mean i i know there's discounted lunches and and i know some states haven't um encouraged a free lunch program for a lot of people for a lot of students but i feel like but what if those lunches, Still, those free lunches, are these lunches? That's the question. 
It's not worth it. I mean, yeah, it's sad because it's the only thing they're probably taking in and because they're going home and not having dinner at, at night because a lot of kids are starving. It's still not, it's not respectable. We should be giving them vegetables and fruits and because we're creating an obese society again. And we're creating a high, high chance of high blood pressure or um, heart attacks for so this kids or these rounds. I mean... We got to do better, y'all. We just got to do let's, better. Let's, let's continue. So now school districts serving the nearly 30 million kids funded by the National School Lunch Program have the option to dish out these meals packed with additives oh, look, for flavor, it's an texture, option, and shelf optional. life. And understand, this is literally killing future generations. Oh. Studies have linked ultra-processed foods to chronic disease and obesity. And already nearly 20% of American kids are obese, four times the rate than in the 1970s and much higher than most other countries. Meanwhile, That's the consumption right, yeah. of highly processed foods has risen steadily to more than half the calories Americans consume. And notably, money plays a huge factor with poor children consuming most of the federally subsidized school lunches, while those at wealthy private schools get basically gourmet cuisine. And despite there being continued Bruh. calls to tighten up nutrition standards, the last major overhaul of regulations was over a decade ago. And while that effort, which was led by Michelle Obama, made lots of gains, it still fell far, far short of its goals. Right back then, the USDA was like, hey, we need to limit the amount of starchy vegetables and tomato sauce kids could eat. But then, notably, thanks to the intervention of key lawmakers, French fries and pizza sauce still count as vegetables. Yeah, isn't that great? Don't we all love French fries and ketchup? They're veggies, Liz. Yeah, but that's not. They're veggies. They're not veggies. They're veggies. They're veggies. According they're to not the, veggies. They're veggies according to the state of America. Okay? Our country says so. It says so. America, Liz. You can't deny that. America sucks. <laughs> I'm ready to leave the country, y'all. Uh, <laughs> by some fucking genius. Logic. Right, you had Republicans Susan Collins and other lawmakers representing potato uh, growing states defending the nutritious value of fries. And you also had Democrat Amy Klobuchar, God, whose I state was home to food right producer Schwann's defending tomato paste using language very notably the identical tomato? to Senate testimony from a company executive. But also notably, the alleged corruption reaches all the way into the school system itself, with a school nutrition association, which is supposed to represent 50,000 school lunch workers, actually getting about half of its revenue from the companies that provide the food, equipment, and services for school meal programs. Ah, so that's what's happening. So the money is getting funneled. It's a money thing. It's a money thing. So like here. I don't know what these gourmet lunches that we were getting in uh, private school. <laughs> I can vouch. They were not that. They were probably equatable to what they we were, were getting in public I schools at that thinking, time. I personally, I'm not going to lie. Maybe not for you. For me, they were from what... Depending on what they got now and what I saw in high school, I would say the the experience I had were a one stage above what we're getting. Probably three times better than what they're serving now. I'll, I'll say in the, the private schools that I went to, we would actually get like 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 steamed vegetables, like cooked noodles. Like we had lunch ladies cooking there, like and they were volunteers. They're insane, like, but they were. I don't think it was any different. I mean, it was just like store bought stuff. You just put it in the true, but steamer it was, or, but it was being cooked though. You know, it was actually being cooked compared to like probably what schools have is like buckets, like barrels of stuff. 
So would you rather have... Yeah, I remember the cans of stuff that we would get all the time. We were eating cans. Eating <laughs> cans of crap. I mean, I remember that in private school when I was in grade school. Oh, and this is Southern California, y'all. Damn. All right, <laughs> no let's... different from the kids in the public school. We all had to wear uniforms, y'all. So it held a conference <laughs> no in Denver back the food we ate. In July, it was pretty much a giant advertisement for Kraft Heinz and 300 other food companies, with them getting direct access to school nutrition directors and buyers who represent billions of dollars in purchasing power. But I also don't want to suggest that it is as simple as school officials getting manipulated by industry giants, though I would personally argue it is a very important factor to remember. Right, but also, for schools dealing with a shortage of low-wage food prep workers yeah. and whose kitchens and ovens are dysfunctional, easy grab-and-go meals like Lunchables are an attractive option, which is probably part of the reason why so many officials actually welcome the new products into an already unhealthy menu for kids. Right, I mean, you can see things like one school, the Washington Post, visited providing whole grain cheeses on top of the crackers served with Lunchables to meet weekly requirements. And then if the kids don't want the Lunchables, they can choose walking tacos instead, which is a bag of Doritos enriched with whole grains that they can smother in tacos. I will say we do the same thing, but we do a Fritos and Fritos could be the chili Fritos, which is also that, stupid. That's, <laughs> like you know, they, this considered a, a, a potential lunch option. I see this as your casual like snack. Like, a snack shouldn't be your lunch. Like, that's that's ridiculous. That looks delicious. I want I want some now. Actually, fuck, I'm getting hungry. I had a light <laughs> breakfast. I kind of want this now. But, I haven't eaten anything yet, y'all guys, and he's hungry. <laughs> and but it's one of those things. Like this should not be considered a school lunch. A walking taco. Like as much as it seems, like yeah, that's a that's a disappointing thing. It's just like there, like you stated earlier. There's like a level of like like uh, there should be a, there should be a lovely sta a level standard but it seems like it's being bought off by other people the people who have the money the people who are making these like these companies are the things like oh yeah we'll fund you just use our stuff and that's kind of uh -huh. where, where it is it's where it is it's like this is how we're getting at god damn it i'm getting hungry go meat beans salsa cheese and sour <laughs> cream and it's also said you have schools and federal regulators kind of aware that schools can't stray too far from what kids are eating at home right so it's being said that even if they have the resources to provide healthier meals it's hard to change the system as long as the food industry still has a grip on the appetites of households across the states yeah. actually with that a post analysis found that about right. 18 billion dollars spent on national and local television food advertising between 2017 and 2022 fast food ate up the largest share by far taking up 38 percent of all food ads candy coming in at second with 12 percent leaving just 0.3% for fresh produce. Interesting. I it's I can't I can't put any two cents to that because I'm I'm super I'm super away from ads at this point. I just I don't watch a lot of things that have ads, honestly. Oh, uh, same thing. I don't watch all ads. There's not if we do it's like we walk out of the room. Yeah. Go use the restroom because we're like, oh, there's ads. Oh yeah. okay, well doo -doo -doo. <laughs> go, go grab this or that or get the dog out or whatever. Yeah. I can see how uh, the, the marketing marketing is huge. Marketing definitely does hold people's attention. Oh yeah. My mom was part of that marketing. I mean, she she was in the food industry for a very long time. Um most of my majority of my life. Um so I was very aware of what was involved with that kind of stuff, even though she was on the sales side of things. Um but yeah, she was very aware of the marketing and she, you know, it was just like talked about all the time too. So, so yeah, definitely, definitely. I guess you could, yeah. Fast food is like one of the heaviest. Like you, you see everything here and there. Uh, my sister always tells me like, Oh, there's a new thing on X menus. Like you want to try it. Like, I don't know about it until she tells me or if I'm scrolling and I almost barely ever scroll social medias unless I'm posting something. 
Um, but yeah, definitely. Um, that's kind of sad when the food marketing is like the quote healthy stuff is less than like, what was it? 5%. Well, that's how they want to create an unhealthy uh, world. I mean, this is it. <laughs> They're trying to poison us. However, we're also seeing the agriculture department proposing to further restrict sodium in school lunches and added sugar in cereals, flavored milks, desserts, and yogurt okay. starting in fall of 2025. But there, Republicans are moving to stop the measures with Glenn Thompson, chairman of the House Agriculture Committee, stepping in, saying he opposes the effort to reduce the amount of added sugar in chocolate and strawberry flavored. Opposes the reduced amount. So he wants to keep the added sugar in chocolate and strawberry milk. He also wants to revisit the 11 year old ban on whole and 2% whole milks. The ban? Wait, whole milk and 2% milk is banned in schools? Hmm. I could believe that. I think I actually had 2% growing up as a Same. kid. Oh, well, I, was a, I was chocolate milk kid, always drinking. I, I think every once in a while I do chocolate milk, but Fuck. most of the time I, it was they got, more like we damn, had that 2% milk. They have strawberry milk now. Damn it. That sucks. <laughs> I it's all highly processed it's I not care. really strawberries I in the freaking milk it's, I don't care, Liz. it's like powdered hey, like hey. if we would have got strawberry milk <laughs> as an option i would have had i would have rotated my from chocolate to strawberry actually there was there was a brand of nestle you pour that both in your mouth at the same time the chocolate and the strawberry i would have <laughs> i would have traded my dessert for a second strawberry or a chocolate strawberry <laughs> milk and wants to revisit the 11 year old ban on whole and 2% milk and also I'm sure it is just a coincidence that he took nearly a million dollars in donations from businesses including dairy farmers meat producers and food companies follow in the, the 2021 yep, 2022 election cycle and you know personally when I look at stories like this it's just it, it is kind of amazing at least from a business standpoint right? just like how generally cheap it is for these companies to throw money around and uh, for politicians to go yeah that's enough to poison our children, our land, our future. But yeah, with all that said, now you know uh, another fun way that American politicians are selling you out. Yeah, that's uh, kind of true. It's true, though. I mean, he's absolutely freaking true, though. So, what do you, what are you, what are your <laughs> thoughts? What are your thoughts as, as a parent to kid in the the educational system of all these things like are happening, are potentially going to happen? It's it's just it's disheartening because we should be teaching our kids a little bit better eating um we're we're part of the problem i know we are um but we should be encouraged better eating habits because we are seeing the heart disease we are seeing the cancer rates we are seeing you know the stroke and all that stuff going up why aren't we you know developing the habits early yeah developing them habits early i mean i had my daughter early early on you know eating vegetables and fruits and uh, meat and of course, she's been like super picky, and it's been going on for what a ten plus years now. It seems like, and I, it's just it's we we have to do something better for these children. We are becoming so it's not not only is it so cost effective right now for food, it's so expensive. Like it is probably going to be more resourceful to go to, back to doing fruits and vegetables and. Um, not eating all that processed stuff because it's the cost of living is so expensive. Like, it's just not going to be worth it. I mean, I've seen the cost of food growing up. I'm like, holy crap, it's not worth it. It's just not, you know? Um, uh, yeah. Like, here's hoping for the best for the kids of uh, the future kids right now because they're, they're. I know. And the, all you can do is 
hopefully provide a health healthier me meal to the best of your ability at home it doesn't sound like yeah i wish they could do better for these children i mean especially all the poor kids who aren't able to eat a whole dinner at night and because they're only getting the two meals you know a day at school if they're allowed the free breakfasts in the morning all right Let's continue so. then. I think the next video is our reaction. Because why care about the future health of our no, children no. when we got to focus on the big things like getting reelected? We're helping fuel the obesity epidemic in this country. And it's going to lead to people living harder lives and a bigger strain on the economy. But those campaign ads aren't going to pay for themselves. And then, exactly. All right. So we're going to be. Well, this was someone submitted to us to react on this video. So if you want us to start, you know, if you want us to react on a couple of videos and and give our two cents about it um let us know you can po uh, tag us or uh or send a link and uh yeah we can start reacting here and there to the best of our abilities but yeah this one's sent to us we're this is our first time watching it i haven't seen it yet um so let's can start i'd give anything to be there with you but this seems to be one of those times i'm tied down here at the studio night and day I hope you enjoy the show and incidentally have a handkerchief handy. If you're like me, you're not only going to laugh a lot, but you're going to shed a few happy tears. Okay. Wondering, wishing and waiting, curious. I think we've been able to capture that, but maybe I can show you what I mean. It's been a long time. It's 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 been a long time. Hundred years is a long time. In a faraway land, long ago. Once upon a dream. I wish. I wish. I wish. Yeah. Like all these like wonderful movies. Don't you up. remember? met before once upon a dream yeah that's cool it's, it's a good like look we over keep moving everything. forward because we're curious give the public everything you can give them on word Keep it friendly. <laughs> Make it a real fun place to be. Come on, boys! Tell great stories. Make dreams come true. Second start of the right. Straight on till morning. We're just getting started. So thanks for coming. And again, I'm sorry I can't be there with you personally for this occasion. That's good. All right. Give us one oh, second. I got a little bit of the chills towards the end when he said, I couldn't, I'm couldn't. i sorry I couldn't be there. I was like, oh. All right. Give us one second. Everyone. Yeah, it's it's a wonderful look back at 100 years of Walt Disney. Um, seeing all that, just memory just kind of just flooded through. Like film wise, like and then things happening around the films, like spending time watching with people and mm -hmm. just the emotions that you they get to you. 
And some of the words that Walt Disney himself said, it's one of those things where, um, he, you know, he, he definitely wanted to, he had a lot of ideas, weird ones too, <laughs> definitely some weird ones, but the, the, just the ability to just share like happiness. And I'm glad that, yeah. I'm glad that it's expanded so much. Um, and it's, it's grown to what it has is now. And I'm hoping they continue with that. Some of the recent like films have not been that great, but you know. But I mean, the the you idea can, you can win some and lose some, right? You, it's never going to be a a true, sh you know. It's hard to capture the magic again, to, you know, to kind of just say that. But it's the, the that's the the things you share with the people, and it's kind of one of those things why people still like to to go to. Uh, Disney World, Disney, uh, Disneyland. Uh, it's for the. It's I, at the end of the day, it's the memories. The memories mm -hmm. is what what gets you. Uh, the memories you share, the memories you make with on your own or with others, and and I hope it continues to to be that with uh, this franchise with Disney because they've grown with oh getting Fox and getting um. I forget what other company they just recently acquired. Uh, just actually, it's the other way around. They're being selling themselves to ABC. Hmm. Man, I don't know. Then uh, next hundred years doesn't look that great. I think Mike Walt Disney needs to come back from his cryo sleep. Then <laughs> I know, right? Like I'm not. Uh, that's not happening. Um, but yeah, that was a good look back. I I like that. I'm glad we got that to to share that. Is there anything that that popped up to you? Anything anything that just while, while watching that? I've watched pretty much most of all those films. I mean, we all kind of relate to those films in that moment of the the ex the excitement, the surprise, the the ever you know. Seems like we're always in a constant state of being a child when we're there. Seems like it feels like you're in a dream world, and that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like that thing. Um, I grew up, you know, eight miles east of Disneyland. So, like for me, it was, you know, uh, it's been a wonderful, you know, wonderful thing. It's been always been a part of my life, and uh, I'm glad to continue to share it with my daughter. And my daughter really wants to go back again, even though the prices went up again. Uh -huh, trust so, me. Yeah. Uh, my sister wants my sister wants us to go as a family. She just recently that's where they spent their honeymoon. Uh her and her now husband spent a a, a couple days down there. I got a I don't have the gift here, but I got a I got a souvenir from from them while they were down there. Um and it, it's a it's a 100 year anniversary item and I like, got oh, it's cool. And it's just a just a that's it's a long it's a long running franchise like Disney. 100 years is a long time for something to stay so so integral to people's hearts definitely everyone knows Disney. Mm -hmm. um everyone knows the castle everyone knows um like all that so it's um the rides the rides that have been there for the beginning i mean so yeah <laughs> definitely crazy. like I, I like like as much as i would be nice to have a giant family trip down there like you said it's a lot of people are like kind of getting away from the space of nostalgia. It's just like now just vacations are in this current economy. It's like horrible to be able to, because everyone's like just spent well, actually um, a, a, a coworker of mine literally just uh, this summer, um, like they, they, they jokingly say they, they maxed out their credit card to take their, their kids to Disneyland. And I'm like, 
Oh, it's true. Absolutely true. And it's <laughs> like, as true. much as I hope it's a joke, it's like, that's disappointing that you have to do that. Because I remember taking trips and things like that with my families. Um, like the, the more longer ones, the bigger, the bigger, like amusement park ones. Thinking about it now as an adult, but it's just like, it's nice to know what they did to get us there and to kind of like want to do that as adults with them. Um, but with, with the pricing is now, it's like oh, so ridiculous. And to hear like, you have to max out a card to do that um, for a small family. Like, oh God, so ridiculous. But, uh, but it is a price you pay for the memories. It depends on how you handle it because some people are not that financially smart, sadly. And yeah. uh, like, if you, if you can like, do it it's like if you can do it and are smart with it like it's not impossible like mm-hmm. saying oh next- yeah it's very possible i mean I, i've been watching some tiktoks about getting around some like stuff and i was like oh i'll have to figure this out because i would love to do this trip again <laughs> it, yeah it's one of the things i think we, you and i talked about we have a group chat with people where we tr- we're trying to plan for trips it's not impossible to do these things for like getting do, doing small getaways is not impossible if you're do it right do it in groups groups so definitely is one of those things that helps alleviate some Make of that cost effect um it just it's just like planning it's just a planning you have to have, have you have to have a good planner <laughs> if you have that friend that's a planner everyone you better treat them well <laughs> but yeah it's one of those things where um trying to create these memories not only in the parks but as watching the films uh like ex- enjoying the shows sharing it with the people around you that's i think that's what to me that's what disney stands for just the the memories you have um, is there anything you want to close that with to kind of finish off this episode? Well, the memories are created wherever you guys are at. And if it's a special moment, it will be definitely a special remembrance for everybody in the, in that, that party of that day, wherever that might be. It doesn't have to be at Disneyland. It can be a walk in the park. It could be, you know, just going on a fishing trip or something, something special like that or camping. You can make memories everywhere. Nostalgia will always be there. It's not going away. But yeah, enjoy yourselves, guys. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us this week once again. I hope you, I'm glad you. It's always fun to uh, to talk with Liz and catch up, talk about some of the wild stuff. Um, but and getting to share that with you guys. I uh, can like I said. Don't forget to share the show on any of the social medias: Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Threads. Or, or the best way, word of mouth, word of mouth. Tell a friend, tell, share this, share this with them, create a new memory with them. And if you want to, you know, help us out a little bit financially, you know, buy merch at merch.tyrantdominance.com. Links down below. Uh, it helps alleviate us. And maybe one day we get to go to Disneyland together. <laughs> uh, remember that Disney meme? Like, there's a meme that says, we're going to Disneyland. Oh, that's a funny. <laughs> I gotta find that. That's what they always do with the Lakers. Yeah. So yeah. I remember uh, that they would have to when the Lakers. Well, yeah. it was the four times they've done it, and Shaq's like, "I'm going to Disneyland." I remember they would shut it down at like seven, eight o'clock at night, and be like, "Yep, it's closed for this and that, but it's for a special party." Oh, I wonder whose party that was. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everyone, um, thank you for listening or watching. Uh, until next time, see ya. Bye.